Welcome to the Voices of War, a podcast with a simple vision, to bring to life the true costs of war through the voices of those who've lived it. I'm your host, Maz, and I hope you enjoy this episode. My guest today is Dr. Ghassan Jawad Kadim, who is a political advisor, analyst, and expert on politics of the Middle East. His particular expertise lies in his own homeland, Iraq, where he has spent nearly 20 years supporting dialogue and development. He has worked extensively with local as well as international actors on diverse projects seeking to promote national reconciliation, coexistence, and peace building. He has served as an advisor on anti-corruption initiatives, improving security, and promoting political stability. Ghassan is one of those people that seems to know everyone and is never far from decision makers. His enthusiasm to get things done has been publicly recognized in a book written about his life and contribution to Iraq by Dr. Brian Brivardi, a British historian, in his 2016 book, The Last Optimist in Baghdad. I think that book's title sums up Ghassan really well. For those in the Iraqi development sector, Ghassan is known for his three-piece suits and is often referred to as the best-dressed man in Iraq. I first met Ghassan while working in the development sector in Iraq back in 2018. The company I worked for was facing some serious challenges and Ghassan provided uh, some trusted advice on many occasions. He was also the person who always knew who to talk to and for that he quickly earned the nickname The Keymaker. Not only did he know which door to knock on, but he also held the keys. Ghassan, it is an absolute pleasure to speak with you again and thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thank you very much, Maz. Uh, actually, it's a, it's a very... Uh nice introduction uh, of, of me. I, I never expect that I did that much of work. So I'm, <laughs> well, I'm getting older and older. Man. <laughs> well, truth be told, it is, it is merely a, 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 a kind of snapshot of your broad experience uh, and the people you speak with. Uh, in fact, I read in Brian's uh, book that he visited at your home and he just looked at the photographs of you with various prime ministers and presidents, and uh, which is the point I was trying to make, that you're never far from decision makers. And that is uh, an absolute skill uh, and something that I think you've become uh, very, very famous for uh, in Iraq and, and further afield as well. The other thing maybe where we can start before we kind of drop into those kind of stories uh, Brian in his book also talks or tells the story of your life and the many things you've achieved. Um, and he also tells a little bit about the young Ghassan. You were born in Baghdad, right? So maybe we can, we can start there. Maybe tell us a little bit about who Ghassan was as a young man and what was the environment he grew up in. I'm still young, but anyway, to talk about my child. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. When you were, when you were a so, little bit younger, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I born in Baghdad uh, uh, from uh, uh, five brothers, uh, no sisters, family. Mm. Busy, uh, busy, my, busy family. Mm. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's it's unfortunate to my mom because my father was injured during the war between Iraq and Iran uh, in 1980. Right. And uh, he was, he was, uh, he had a broken uh, back, so he couldn't, uh, he was barely working. So uh, all the heavy to raise those uh, five children goes to my mom back, unfortunately. But uh, she was successful woman. Uh, uh, We all finished our schools. We had like high degrees. 
PhDs, masters, and uh, uh, in in our culture, Middle East, we depend on 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 the parents, you know, to help mm. uh, as a starter. It's different from the Westerns. In you know, when you are eighteen, you are separate from your family, and you will take care of yourself. Mm. It's it's never uh, she will always my mom, and you know, I will be always kid for her till mm. this moment. Uh, so uh, I I was uh, my background was uh, you know uh, in college, and maybe I can go uh, back before college. Yeah. Uh, I I was I was a painter, a drawer. Mm-hmm. I, I did a lot of painting, and uh, I was I was playing music too. Uh, we have uh, an ordinary uh, um, tool called oud. It's like gu- guitar, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's bigger. And you know, in, in our culture, to you know, to to draw or play music, it's it's not that much who brought money for you. It's 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 more culture wise. It's it's mm. it brings you more 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 uh, more audience to listen and mm. to feel. It's it's more art than than kind of real work. Yeah. And in my country, you need to be a worker. So uh, I did a lot of hand works actually too uh, i was a driver taxi driver too uh, uh during saddam hussein time uh and actually one time uh, it's kind of joke uh, uh, i had like passengers in my car they've been talking about some economic things and i was uh, i finished my school as accountant and i was studying master mm-hmm. uh, and of course i was i was a driver and usually the driver he's like it's it's uh, work that you know everybody can do. Mm-hmm. So so they thought that you know it's uh, I was I was trying to interfere in their discussion, and I gave them like advices how to mm-hmm. solve their <laughs> accounting problems. And uh, they said, "Are you serious? How do you know that?" And I told them, "I have master in mm-hmm. accounting. <laughs> I'm studying master." So uh, it was you know one of the days uh, you know that i remember and one of the other stories uh you know before i got married because i have love story with my wife mm-hmm. for five years and because she's sunni i'm shia uh, and you know these differences you know even during saddam hussein mm-hmm. uh, they they refused my proposal for her so uh i was i was driving my taxi with with four girls, uh, you know, uh, they are studying in different uh, college, mm-hmm. and uh, when they hear that I'm, I'm like a lecturer in, in uh, economic and administration college, they said, "And you are driving?" And they thought, "This is this is you know to pay the bills." Uh, it, it's it's Western it's Western phrase, but you know for us it's you know to pay uh, you know uh, the the other stuff for my family. But uh, it it's it was difficult time. It was difficult time during Saddam Hussein. Uh, you know, you cannot see kind of a modern cause during Saddam Hussein mm. time. It's just for people who's close to the regime. Mm. And because I was like away from that side, I was like just close to people. You know, uh, when when the people you know uh, come together. When I when I was with with them, I will be mm. like the middle. 
like mm. always. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> because if, if there's artists, I will be the artist. We will talk about, you know, art and colors, whatever. If there's, if there's like a music subject, I will mm. be in the middle. Mm. So it became like a key for me every mm. time, you know, uh, there's always someone interested in something and I will feed that interest and it will be kind of the bridge to build the relationship. Mm. That's a that, that's a wonderful way of describing how you have developed in your personal and professional endeavors. And I think that's what I remember as well. I mean, of, of, of having worked with you for only a short while, but you were always the, you know, if not D, then one of the most interesting people in the room, and you and you and you worked the room, you controlled the room, you made sure that you were involved, uh, and I think that's a that's probably a, a, a it comes so naturally to you, but that's a exceptionally difficult skill to develop, but also to maintain. Some people will try and work the room, so to speak, but uh, it's actually quite a difficult job to sustain because there's so many networks you need to keep in your mind alive uh, you need to know who not only who you're speaking to but who that person speak to and who the who they're likely to see and who they're likely to meet and uh, it's about developing the web and being in the center of that web uh, or, or, or being basically a central node was that you, you made the point that uh, uh, your, your dad was was wounded or, 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 uh, yes. or seriously injured in the war in uh, in, in the eighties, uh, Iran Iraq War. Yeah, uh, was he uh, was he a fighter or was he was he injured in a bomb? He, he was he was uh, he was working at the Air Force uh, as uh, a radar maintenance uh, person, okay. as like an, an engineer. Uh, so every time there is a problem with radars, and of course the radars uh, at the eighties was much like uh, older than. The current uh, satellites ones, but anyway, uh, so they they has to have you know a convoy to fix the radars in the borders, mm. uh, and uh, it happens on the start of the war actually, in 1980 uh, they sent him in 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 a mission uh, to the border uh, cross to Diala, and uh, you know a, a, a chapter helicopter. Uh, uh, Iranian one uh, attack the vehicle, and uh, you remember me. I was short guy, mm. uh, well, <laughs> fit, fit, fit looking. Let's let's let's. let's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but my father was like uh, 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 he was tall, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, and he has like a big body. So okay. they tried to help him by taking from the window. Uh, okay. At that time of taking from the window, the the helicopter attack with the rockets, and uh, actually, uh, his his colleagues, when they came to my house, I remember that day, when they said, uh, uh, you know, they didn't say that he's winded actually, mm. uh, be because they don't know. Mm. So he was he was dying actually. Yeah. So uh, we found out that he's he's heavily uh, injured and he has to go outside actually. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, for overseas his, uh, for treatment. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And he went to London actually right. uh, for nine months. And, and how old were you at that, that, that point in time? Uh, six to okay. seven. Yeah. At that age. The reason I want to, I was asking for that about that is because it strikes me as though 
you you have developed and 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 Brian talks about this again in the book a particular level of resilience uh, that that is something beyond what we in the West normally understand as resilience. Uh, it's almost a, an a, an ability to to adapt to the situation rapidly uh, and and you know make the best out of a, a a pretty horrible situation. And I wonder whether your early exposure to uh, that war and also the situation with your dad and then of course the situation with your mum you know having to then for her to have look look after you know five boys um, you know to what extent has that shaped who you then became yeah it's i i i I like i like uh brian approach in his book uh to my my uh, how my character has been kind of developed uh uh, i I feel that i'm talking about aliens but anyway uh Uh, uh, Maz, uh, the character has been built through the years of poorness. Hmm. Uh, we've been kind of in the mid, mid family, but because of my family uh, situation, my father, hmm. uh, we felt that we became poor. Yeah. And, and actually we are five brothers and in culture that we should work, you know, yeah. to feed ourselves and to support ourselves and to support our mom. Of course, and there is a lot of challenges uh, uh, at that time during Saddam Hussein time, uh, and there's even family challenges. Sometimes you find some some jealous uh, from from your family because your family is successful yeah. and you already have like issues, yeah. and their family because it's rich. I'm talking about others; mm. they are rich, but they are losers in schools, whatever. So you will find even these these stories. Of course, but. But for me, I tried to build my character, and actually, this is the first time that I'm saying that, is to make myself like the mediator, mm. not in this side, not in that side. Mm. Uh, I should be always like between, so I will not lose the others. I will keep everybody. Mm. So this is how I accepted you know, the environments and live with it and reflect different things. But du- during the time, Maz, and I think we did it uh, together, you know, sometimes when we face issue, it's kind of uh, weird and odd for us. Hmm. But when I try to use like the sponge way, you know, to hmm. take all, all the juice from, from the environment, hmm. I will reflect it differently with adding my my points my 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 policy mm, you know mm. to 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 the uh, uh you know uh, to the hoster for instance and you mentioned you mentioned something it's it's kind of it's not me i don't want to be like the the middle uh, I, you know I, i don't meant to be on the middle mm, mm. but i found always when i'm sitting till this moment when i'm sitting in one room that you know the language of other people's it's like uh it's it's waste of time sometimes mm. you know they talk in compliments especially the diplomatic meetings uh, mm. especially in my my job character mm. they waste other times by saying like stories and saying some some issues and and they don't go to the point they don't go to touch the point mm. this is what we want So let's go to that point and use the rest of the time, especially for meetings, diplomatic meetings. It's yeah. it's forty five to uh, one hour yeah. meeting. 
So let's touch on the 10, 10 minutes of, of the first meeting uh, uh, that the problem, and we can use the rest of the time to solve that problem. Mm. What yeah. we do on the end of our meeting, we will mention the subject and we will leave it to follow up. Mm. And, and in my opinion, this is, this is not the right way to do it. Uh, I mean, sometimes in Western uh, 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 side, mm -hmm. uh, they bring paper with them, uh, you know, to submit uh, to the decision maker mm -hmm. uh, to follow up. In in our culture, usually we use the verbal, uh, like mm -hmm. promises mm -hmm. and, and dialogue. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people can forget. Yes, there's people attending that meeting, but it's not reflect on paper. And we didn't start with a problem. We started with compliment, and unfortunately, I'm saying with 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 lies. You know, yeah. Um, you know, our country is nice, or whatever. Our city is nice. We don't need you know any help. We need definitely better. Yeah. Uh, so this is my explanation of my way is to go to to the uh, directly to the pain mm. Mm. and and touch that pain. And make it heal, and instead of you know suffering from that pain. Yeah, and and I mean, again, having spoken to you, I don't about know if this, you got it. Absolutely, no. I can. I, in fact, I can. It resonates really strongly with me because I, in many ways, I can actually empathise with what you're saying. Um, I, I, I think I have been shaped and influenced in a in a similar way. But in very different circumstances. So obviously, as you know, uh, you know, I was in, yep. born in Bosnia, then fled the war, and you know, my father was wounded in the war, and he stayed behind while we were refugees in Germany. And I think yeah. from you know, and I was I was you know at the age of ten, um, and even from that time on, I think I my role in life became to build bridges between those otherwise divided. Um, and one of the things yep. that I what I recognize what I hear you saying is the frustration. Almost, yes. not almost, it is the frustration of the inability of those in power oftentimes to understand what power they actually hold, but rather they tend to oftentimes waste time, waste opportunities and making people's lives better and stopping pain and suffering through rhetoric, through empty words, through exactly. ceremony, exactly. through... Uh, uh, yeah, and like you said, even lies. And I think I, yeah. can, I, can, I can really empathize with that. And, and uh, while my life changed, you know, coming to Australia, which is a differently, different country and been peaceful and so on, uh, I still can empathize with that. Although I think you've lived that now for decades. Um, and I also think, and it's probably important to bring in to, to just for some additional context, some of your very raw personal experiences. We've spoken about this uh, back in Iraq, um, uh, over tea, of course, but um, and I've seen photos uh, as well that you've shown me. But you were you you had a particularly horrible experience where you were kidnapped and tortured, uh, and I suspect that also would have been a huge catalyst for maybe the frustration, almost the anger of the 
situation in Iraq and the lunacy of the situation in Iraq. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, but but I'd be interesting to hear. Maybe you can just give us a, a, a summary of what happened, um, you know, with what you're willing to share, and then we can we can take it from there. Maz, let, let's agree on one thing. Actually, uh, there's nobody right hundred percent and wrong hundred percent. Of course, uh, this is this this is something I learned that. You know, you should share the person in front of you that he has like a percentage of, of right and a percentage of wrong. But yeah. definitely, even with our wives, when we're mm. when we are, you know, debating whatever we call it, mm. fighting, mm. Uh, we always we are right and you are wrong. Yeah, yeah. Nobody. Well, well with our wives, we're always wrong. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> okay, talk about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You're a brave man. You're a brave man. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna have this. I'm, 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 I'm gonna have this translated into Arabic. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, actually, this is this is what I'm trying is to give the right to mm. to, to the other person. Of so course. when when you've been talking about the frustration and the kidnapping. Uh, cases. Mm. Uh, actually, what happens is two is two kidnapping cases uh, in two or six and two or seven. One from uh, one of the Shia group and the second from Sunni group. Uh, uh, it's it's you know I I know even the names of of those groups, but it's 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 not worth it now to mention because they became now a political win. Mm. <laughs> Uh, and of course, it's everywhere in North uh, Ireland. You know, the people who did the killing, they became government and they yeah. became parliament. Of yeah. course, it's everywhere. It's everywhere yeah, right. in Rwanda. Yeah, because you know, there's always time to leave the weapon hmm. and, and 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 you know to start your 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 uh, political way. Uh, but it's unfortunate for us as people that people use us as as uh, as 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 a plate to reach out to the main meal yeah. Uh, yeah unfortunately they use the people and uh in in 206 i was uh, in a coincidence in one of biggest markets and i was kidnapped and at that time uh, i was working with uh, uh the international republican institutes the american mm-hmm. uh, organization it's, it was my first month in, 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 in that organization or two months. Uh, but I was trained by, uh, Blackwater, uh, mm-hmm. because they trained, they trained indirectly some agencies, security agencies. And, uh, I'm always, uh, you know, asked and chased, uh, uh, these kinds of contracts to be part of it, of these contracts. And, uh, they did training for security, uh, you know, uh, to avoid kidnapping. Mm. And everybody said bad things about Blackwater. Uh, they did a lot of bad things. In my perspective, they are doing their job. Mm. It's security company. It's security. They are aggressive. Yes, they are aggressive. But they've been doing their job. Mm. You know, it's security, uh, you know, to interpret how to be secure you will always reach out that you should hold a gun to be secure. Mm. So their perspective, their trainings, their uh, 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 lectures about how to avoid kidnapping are being used in it 
during the kidnapping. Because there's kind of uh, say that you should make a friendship, don't make mm. them angry, mm. try to escape on the first, uh, you know, uh, opportunity. Hours yeah. Or, mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so it's always and know your road. It's, it's all I did during, <laughs> during the, the kidnapping. But uh, I couldn't escape because they kidnapped 24 person plus me. And I was the first one. Mm. So they've been added on that car. It was uh, a minivan, like a, a, an ambulance. Uh-huh. Uh, and they add, they add the rest. So I was between the driver and the rest. Mm. Mm. So I, yeah, I couldn't <laughs> escape. Actually, they start, they start beating me from the first break because when he had a break you know everybody will come to the driver and mm. he will feel like uh, stuck on the steering wheel so mm. he will start beating the one behind him and i was mm. lucky to get the first uh, slaps from 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 uh, the driver <laughs> uh i'm saying lucky because it starts with slaps but uh, you know, it's continue with, with many torture things, you know, to be hanged upside down and, and they broke my shoulder, whatever things happens. But, you know, I don't know if it's good word to say that I was stubborn. Uh, I was uh, throwing from, from the car to one of the garbage in the area, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm still alive. In so, one week after this. So, yeah. Sorry, just, 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 just to clarify that, you, you, you mean after they finished torturing you and uh, etc., yeah. you were thrown out. Yes. Or, uh, you were thrown into a garbage, uh, garbage bin uh, on, on the side of the road. Yes, exactly. Okay, wow. Yeah, okay. yeah because they took me with, with, with the rest and they'd been like 23. Uh, the, at the beginning, they'd been 24. But mm. we found that there's another group has been uh, taken too in the same area. It was like a small school in in uh, Oriental area, mm. uh, and uh, they they discovered that I've, I've been looking because they tied our eyes. And uh, mm. during the the route from the place that I was kidnapped, mm. you know, I you know I, I was trying to see my 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 route. Mm. So they discovered that I've been looking. So. Uh, they tied my eyes again and they start beating me again. And they put me in a place. Uh, I was asking, uh, are you Sunni or Shia? Some of them, that, you know, they've been kind of rude. They don't respond. Some of them, they said they are Sunni. And I found that most of them, they are being Sunni. Hmm. So I said, why am Shia and <laughs> with Sunnis and the kidnappers, they've been Shia. So either they will kill everybody from Sunni and that will be mm. part because this is the stories that we've been uh, hearing from media, and that yeah. will be with them, and I'm Shia. Okay, so so just to, uh, just to, just so so it's clear for for the listeners. So when he was saying the Sunni, there was the the other people that were kidnapped. Uh, they were Sunni, but the kidnappers themselves were Shia, like you are. Yeah. But so yeah. so what what not not only why why were you kidnapped but why, why were they all kidnapped were they were they all kidnapped because the the Shia group knew they were all Sunni? Uh, I don't know why they are kidnapping at that time, but mm. it was the start of the civil war between Shia and mm. Sunnis. And okay. It's 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 ended on the 
2008, actually, most of the politicians in Iraq, they refused to call it a civil war, but it was a civil war. We, mm -hmm. like various areas, nobody mm -hmm. goes to Sunni's area, nobody goes to Shia's area. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly my second time of kidnapping when I went, again, by coincidence, to a Sunni area. And uh, uh, high facility, and I was captured there. But it was a civil war. So it was the start of civil war. Uh, so when I was looked with, with Sunnis, it was like, why I'm here? Mm. They know my name. Because usually you know the person from his name. The name, in Iraq, yeah. If he's Shia or Sunni. Some of the names, it was like mixed uh, between Shia and Sunni, but you can, you can tell. For, mm. for my name, you can tell that I'm Shia, especially with 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 the with the ends of my name, mm -hmm. my surname. Uh, so nobody respond. I start raise my hand, you know, because no, I said nobody asked me any question. Mm. And actually, with the raise of my hand, the slaps stop again to my face, and they took me, and the torture started. Uh, four people with the heavy metal sticks, very, very heavy ones. They start beating you actually without knowing because your eyes are started mm. from where it will come. Just from my experience on kidnapping uh, and to make people happy, <laughs> it's, you will feel just the first two of, of, of the beating. The rest you will not feel. It. Mm. Mm. Unfortunately, um, yeah. uh, it's sad. It's it was, sad to to think that you know that from first hand experience. That's the uh, that's the reality here. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, but it's 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 good to tell people about it because you know uh, people they think that uh, the torture continues. Mm. No, you will die from the first two, but mm. because you are not feeling, you will feel that you are going to. Uh, um, the most merciful uh, creature or whatever called mm. as God, mm. but uh, it's the root. So when they beat me and when they hang me, uh, you know, upside down, uh, I, I, I was not feeling. Yes, sometimes I yell, but it's not that pain. I mean, it, it's it's done. I'm dying, mm. and. Uh, and I start seeing even because my father was passed away before a year uh, ago. I, I start seeing my father calling me. And uh, the only idea, and this is, again, from my training, you should keep ideas in your mind. Mm. So I kept one, one idea, my mom, my wife, and my daughter, uh, Mace, the first daughter. Mm. She was one year, two months, or one year something. So uh, I was just seeing them in my eyes, and they decided to put me after uh, a hard torching and uh, uh, a car outside to crash me. I, I was putting in one of the barriers uh, like Jesus, yes. and car pushed my chest. So they said, "Are you gonna confess that you have relationship with you know Torah?" And I told them, "I don't have. I was in the market." So they said, "Put him in car." And I found all the Sunnis that they've been with me in that car. Mm. And I was, I was feeling that they will kill them all and I will be killed too. But 
because I was the last one who was put it on that uh, car, they threw me uh, at the first one in garbage because they thought that I, I will die. Mm. And I start seeing the people. They put them in the wall on the opposite and they left. They didn't kill them. So those people came to me and they told them I'm still alive and they don't know the area. So they took the, the type for my eyes and they told them this is the area. You can go from this side. You can go from this side. This is the area here. Mm. But can you please took me to the main road because I cannot walk so people can take me home. Mm. And uh, another group from the same side came and they said, we heard your story. We came to help. Of course, people start escaping because they are the same people. Mm. So I told one of them that, uh, you know, I live in that area. Can you help me? And he said, from which tribe you are? So I told him my tribe. So he said, you are from my tribe. And I was looking to his hand. He has a big hand. Uh, uh, you know, I said, maybe he was one of the beater who, who beat me. Uh, yeah, it, it's good to reflect the pain to a joke. Hmm. It's a black joke, but it's keep, keep your life. And it is the after pain. Yeah. yeah. So after one week of, of my kidnapping, I went to the same market. It just to break that I'm afraid. Mm. I, I hate to be kind of terrified from something. So I went to that place to check it and, and see what's going on. Mm. After one year, I was in market. No, I was in my car, actually. Uh, it was Ramadan. And because my wife, she's Sunni from Mosul, mm. uh, she breaked, she breaked uh, the, the fast before me, usually mm. Shia, after after uh Sorry. yeah so I, I said why why does she break the the past and you know she's supposed to break with me i was thinking and i was not seeing my road so i found myself on the middle of haifa street the famous street uh, of Paida, and i was captured there nobody beat me and uh, <laughs> they said you are roughly, roughly, it's a phrase to Shia. And they said, yes. And they said, okay. Uh, they decide to do kind of, uh, they call it Sharia court. Mm. Uh, one from Yemen, one from Lebanon, and one Iraqi. Uh, they wear this short uh, dress, you know, the, mm. like, we call it Dishdasha. Yeah. And they said that they decided that I'm an unbeliever. And I, I saw others like kids, women, they've been uh, put it in the walls to, you know, so they can uh, kill us all. Suddenly they, they heard uh, horns of hundreds. And they said, Americans, Americans, and they left. <laughs> Nobody even touched me. So they mm. came to me. Uh, the interpreter, so I told him I can speak English. Uh, I need to talk to the officer. So I told him that I work with, with IRI and they took me to IZ for like military investigation, whatever things uh, afterwards. Hmm. It's two cases. It's changed my life. 
uh, you know, when I returned, my wife she, she refused that um, you know, I should leave. I I will not stay in Baghdad. Hmm. So I I called my HQ in IRI and they decided to move me to Erbil, mm-hmm. and we start we started another projects, a tribes uh, uh, projects to move through villages and cities uh, and tribes of Iraq uh, mm-hmm. to gather the tribes together against uh, you know uh, the Tura and against the civil war. Mm-hmm. And it was called the Awakening Project. Right. Uh, it's 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 from that time, you know, I started my business to be kind of the negotiator, the the fixer, uh, if I may say, uh, you know, between between uh, others. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely fascinating story. I think there's uh, th- there are a number of books uh, uh, in there, but I think it's an interesting segue uh, into the complexity of Iraq because for most people listening, and while I can empathise because in in Bosnia it's the same. You know, you can tell whether someone is you know Serb, Bosniak, or Croat by their name. Uh, for yeah. in most Western countries, that's not necessarily that doesn't necessarily always make sense because people look the same. But I think in in Iraq in particular, it's quite a. It is a matter of life or death, as you just so eloquently described. What is I the? Think yeah, mass, this is not right. That's not right. I went to Northern Ireland, uh-huh. and I found that they know the families from names. Hmm. That there yeah. been some killing times through the names of family in Northern Ireland. Hmm. Because yeah, you're they right. have. They have uh, plants in Scotland, and they have like families in Northern Ireland. Uh, so there've been some some Western cases. So they understand, but it's not always obvious to them Iraq, because usually Iraq and Bosnia and other countries, hmm. uh, you know, you will see through the angle of the camera. Yeah. So the media transposes to the audience what the cameraman wants to show but they are not living for instance uh, you know if someone you know not mass talking to me about iraq he will feel that iraq is like a hell it's like afghanistan hmm. but mass can describe iraq differently it's a beautiful country it's kind of very kind people you will live there like you know you can walk on streets hmm. you don't need security but there's always incidents, and mm. incidents happens in New York. Incident happens in, in London. Of it course. always happens. But I don't know why in Iraq it's being exaggerated a lot. But the but I mean you, the kidnapping though. I mean and and kidnapping on mass between different religious groups. Yeah. Surely that had. I mean that obviously has roots in centuries of Islam that is obviously manifesting in a particularly nasty way in in Iraq. And I'm sure there are causes for that. Uh, and without getting into the complexity of it, maybe you can draw a picture for us what, what it is that makes Iraq so complex and why is it so complex and why is it so difficult for, you know, us to understand. And when I say us... It's the start us, of the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the start of the world. I mean... The Christianity start 
from 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 uh, uh, from uh, Palestine or what uh, Jordan, I think between Jordan, he born yeah. there. But most of the people they've been most of the believer of of, of uh, uh, Jesus in Iraq because the start of of of, of the word it's between uh, the two rivers countries. Uh, mm. It's it's uh, uh, Tiger and Euphrates. Yeah. And everything has been invented in that country. The wheels has been invented. Uh, everything has been. It's it's kind of became like, uh, uh, you know, everybody thinks it's it's their own. Mm. For instance, we've been attacked from 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 the Persians. We've been attacked from Turks. Mm. Uh, the Bedouins, everyone's attack uh, Iraq because it's the start of everything. And we, you know, if you want to be proud, you will say that I'm Iraqi. Uh, mm. I, I born in 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 Soma. I'm Somalian. Mm. That's mean you have that roots to reach out the start of the of this world. Mm. And it became complex because. It's like our 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 uh, weather. There's there's hot weather in this country, mm. and there's a snow in this country. Mm. There's a rain and there's a dry. We have a sea, and we have two rivers. We have mountains, mm. and we have like hills. We have we have everything in this country, and we are oil country, unfortunately. Uh, mm. And we have agriculture in this country, so it's 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 different reasons and mm. different characters every time. So people they are different, they are different. But it's it's not always when you are different you are weak. Usually when you are different and together, that's mean you have different ideas. But some some of uh, uh, Internal, some of the outside, they don't want a stable country in this uh, in this uh, part of the world. So uh, uh, it's when you divide a country, it's easier to rule, mm. uh, you know, to control. So it's better to divide this country, and they start even divided between Kurdish, Sunni, and Shia. And now it's much worse. Now it's divided between Shia themselves and the Sunnis. They have like different powers, and the Kurds, of course. If you remember, there's a power in Suli and there's a power in Erbil. Of course, yeah. It's, so if you want to reach uh, that, that uh, you know, control, you will divide them more. Hmm. You will reach out even the houses. You will reach out even the houses. You will divide the brothers. One one brother belongs to that party, and one brother belongs to this party, and you will start the conflict. Yeah, I find it interesting, and 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 one of the things that maybe I can just pick up on, and you've you've said it, you know, two or three times that um, how terrible life was during Saddam Hussein's time. And and but you but you made the point now that it's even worse now or it's even more divided now. Did you mean that it's more divided now than before the uh, two thousand three invasion or during Saddam's time or uh, it is worse now? The division is greater now than than when. 
Oh, actually, it's 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 much worse than uh, uh, during Saddam Hussein. But uh, I'm not saying that Saddam Hussein time is good. Of course, but yeah. It, it it was you know because if we'd like to go before Saddam Hussein, it's much better than Saddam Hussein. Mm, mm. If we will go to the monarchy during the monarchy uh, time, it's much better than the republic time. You know, the killing mm. started when they killed the king of Iraq. Mm. So it's it's going, it's like you are in the mountain and you are throwing a truck from the mountain. Yeah. It's it's like that in Iraq currently. Mm. So yeah. in two or three, people thought that if they will get rid of Saddam Hussein, you know, things will get much better. On two or three, two or four, it was like a stable situation. Uh, because there's no uh, rules, and they they are. It seems that the people who change the regime, they are not believing that they change the regime, and they are now controlling the country. And unfortunately, uh, the the leaders that who comes uh, after two or three, they are thinking on the mind of the opposition, not the mind of the ruling. Uh, country, not the leaders of this country. They still thinking that they are living outside. What what do you, what do you mean? Sorry, this is but this is a, a domestic yeah, domestic the, leaders. Yeah, the the opposition domestic leaders mm-hmm. uh, came from outside because Saddam Hussein was uh-huh. uh, you know going after them. But when when he got when when uh, the coalition got rid of Saddam Hussein. Uh, they decided to create kind of uh, a board of councils. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like what's going on in Libya currently, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and to create like leaders partnership. Right. Uh, and most of the of those leaders, except for Kurds, because uh, Kurds started from 1991, the separation from Saddam Hussein uh, uh, ruling. Uh, in, in 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 kind of one to one, the two government of Kurdish region, uh, some of them they became enemy to Saddam Hussein. The the second will be closer to Saddam Hussein to win the battle against his brother. But anyway, what happens when those all leaders comes together after two or three? It was it was like a shock for them. Uh, mm. You know, they are now. Ruling the biggest oil country, they are ruling the oldest country. What they will do? They couldn't do anything, unfortunately, mm. because they've been thinking on the mind of the opposition. They still think that they are in a threat. Yeah, and af- unfortunately, they couldn't deal even with the coalition forces. So they kept uh, the Americans sometimes uh, do. Bad decisions. That's what uh, Paul Bremer, the first mm-hmm. uh, governor of Iraq, did mistakes. When he did his first mistakes, actually, instead of you know get a position against him, uh, no, they've been kind of starting helping uh, uh, the mistakes uh, to be bigger and bigger, and later they can blame the Americans. But it's their fault. They didn't stand from the beginning. 
uh, the only the only person and the only kind of uh, division uh, who was against of some mistakes is Najaf, because Najaf start calling for constitution, uh, and a referendum happens in two or five by calls of Sistani uh, uh, to have our own constitution is to stop the division between uh, the leaders themselves, the Kurds and the Sunnis. And that constitution, with all gaps on it, kept the country alive till now. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's it's need amendments, but it's it's keep the, the it's like the, the Good Friday deal. Uh, I'm always I'm, I'm always using Northern Ireland because because of uh, the uh, how much they've been close to Iraq situation. Mm. And also, there were a lot of people from the Good Friday Agreement that have helped uh, in Iraq as well throughout the years. Uh, I've certainly met a couple of them. Exactly, exactly. So this is this is how I understand how the mistakes. It's like the 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 snowball. The mistake starts small, but it's got bigger from the results after like 10 years or 15 years. So we reach out now to chaos of decision, chaos of uh, freedom or uh, explanation of freedom and democracy because of the first mistakes happens after two or three. Mm. Uh, they, need, they need someone like a superior to stop these things. And of course, the leaders with all respect, for instance, started from uh, Ja'fari, uh, the first prime minister, Alawi, Ja'fari, mm. and Maliki for eight years, Haid al-Abadi, uh, and uh, Adil Abdel Mahdi, and mm. the current cabinet. Mm. You cannot put all uh, all all heavy things on their back because usually he's one person on his council because it's cabinet and usually the cabinet contain all the political parties so if there's two political parties against you cannot decide and and you will lose time so you need you need a, a strong leader and that's why Maliki he was successful on his first round the first four years because he was strong it's it's still it's still in Iraqi's mindset that Saddam Hussein time. It's like you know they still remember the the the, the, the strong person, the stick, yeah. and the leader. Yeah, so, the same the same patterns are still uh, resonate within those that hold power. I guess they exactly. still they still uh, subscribe to the same methods of ruling and governing. I guess. Yeah, but it's, it's, you know, I didn't want to mention names because it's, it's campaign time in Iraq. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's good to, uh, you know, to tell the story that, uh, you know, we have like different layers of leaders. Hmm. The first layer is gone. The second, uh, almost gone. We are having now the, the third one, which is they've been kind of civil society activists and political party members. And, you know, they are not the real, you know, player uh, at that time. And mm. they still, they, are, they don't have that confidence that they can uh, rule the country. So yeah. they, need, they need different skills of trainings. You know, those uh, 
first or second layers, they have huge trainings from different organizations, IRI, NDI, USIP, and uh, EU, different. They've mm. been always focusing how to train those leaders to, you know, to shift from the opposition to uh, uh, the, the country, the state, and how they can rule the state, how they can be a federal country. And they accept the differences between Kurds and Sunnis and to live together. Yeah. ISIS, ISIS in, in, in Iraq, in Iraq, who unify the country is the crisis. And the crisis, the crisis of ISIS unified Iraq and unified the world against that uh, uh, aliens creature. Mm, mm. Because Iraq was the first front uh, to face ISIS. Of course, yeah. And uh, the rest of the world, they've been kind of giving the assistance uh, and the victory should come from the hands and, and uh, the blood of Iraqis. So if, if, if I want to describe uh, that in, in very simple way, Iraqis help mass to live in peace in Australia. Mm. Because if we will not defeat, eliminate that creature, it will be separate everywhere. It will be like the coronavirus. Mm. Yeah, I mean, but some, some critics of that might say that wasn't the birth of ISIS also a result of the invasion in 2003 and the lost structures and lost architecture that existed to keep things uh, at bay and and it was the fall and the lack of new structures that allowed for the sunni fundamentalism no. to to kind of really no, galvanize what, what, what no? happens what ha what ha what happens in two or three mass mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know the stealing and the other uh, bombing of of things mm -hmm. it, it it's because of the old regime the old mm. regime decide to call everything on his name. The bridge called Saddam Hussein Bridge. Yeah. The museum called um, the Saddam Hussein Museum. The sky, actually, even on his end of his years, he start praying for us on TV. We have just one TV, uh, two TV channels. Mm. And they've been feeding the people even with the prayers. Uh, so when they got rid of Saddam Hussein, people start thinking, okay, there's no Saddam Hussein. That means everything, everything belongs to us. Yeah. So, so the chaos from ordinary people, poor people, uh, happens after two or three. Yeah. And, and, the, and the looting, actually, it's the same looting happens in, in the United States when the campaign happens between mm -hmm. uh, Trump and the current president. And the issues happen. Looting happens in the United States. Of course. So it's not uh, uh, reflect just on Iraq case. It's kind of more psycho issue. Mm. People, when they feel there's no control, uh, it depends on their nature if they will accept, you know, it's like the old days, the old Natadal uh, days. He will go back again to his, uh, you know, real creature. Mm. Uh, to be monster or to be angel. Mm. Some people, they prefer to be angels. 
and stay home. Some people know they decide to change their life. It's, it's this is the time to change my life. I should steal gold. Mm. I should steal whatever things to be sold on market because no more Saddam Hussein. Yeah, that's right. And it's also, I mean, I've heard it for, by some other guests uh, mentioned as well. It's it was also uh, an expression of 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 that freedom, and and I think it was also uh, sanctioned by. Uh, certainly, the the Americans and the the Brits, you know, to allow people to, you know, and I think that the the, the saying was "let them loot," that. you know, yeah, yeah, because it was a, it was an expression yeah. of freedom of 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 kind of releasing a vent of the years of oppression under yeah. Saddam. It's like text. It's like Texas days. Unfortunately, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they use the the movies uh, of of cowboys, uh, yeah. the Americans, mm -hmm. but this is just. Just when they start, uh, you know, cleaning the cities, this is the first days of, of, of uh, you know, we call it invasion because uh, the UN call it invasion now. Uh, uh, some some of Iraqis call it liberation, mm -hmm. uh, and and that's a, another division between the countries, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In Iraq, in Iraq, we have two fla uh, three flags. We have Kurdish flag, we have Sunni flag, and we have Shia flag. Yeah. Uh, the Shia is the state, which is with Allah Akbar. Mm. Uh, the Sunni is still with stars, the old regime one, because mm. they still think it's Saddam Hussein belongs to them. Mm. So they use the same flag. And the uh, Kurds, you know, that with, with the sun. So country with the three flags, country with the with with two constitution, because there's constitution in Kurdish constitution, mm. country with two parliaments. Country, you know, have all that divisions uh, between them. They cannot decide one decision. For instance, to choose a prime minister, even if you are a majority, you cannot be a prime minister. Mm. Because you should go to the Kurds and to the lower winners on election to give them like ministries, positions, to be with you, to raise your seats at the parliaments, and to form your government. So it's it's not always when you are majority, you will be kind of ruling the country and make the success. Mm. And that's what reflected on, on Shia. They are the majority, but they couldn't rule the country because of their two colleagues who wants more and more and more, mm. uh, you know, uh, to, to be part of the government or to build their own religion. It's incredible because it's such a similar case to, to I mean, I, I, at least in one example, it's very similar to Bosnia, uh, but I'm sure it's similar to other parts of the world as well, where you have uh, different groups, whether religious or ethnic groups, competing for power and power is retained through the identity of that group uh, because the identity, it's first and foremost, and certainly in, in Bosnia it's the same. I mean, it's the, the, the leaders are elected based on their uh, ethnicity or their identity, and therefore it is that identity that gives them their power. Uh, if they try to build bridges between the different groups, they will be demonized by members of their own group uh, because uh, you know they're, they're, they're potentially uh, giving up on their identity and everything they stood for, everything they've bled for, everything they've died for. Uh, and it makes it a very difficult problem when the identity of a group 
is the very source of uh, uh, you know both both peace and war, uh, and it makes it very difficult for those in power to actually try and find ways uh, to build bridges because it is so easy to f- to fuel the flames. Uh, at least in the Bosnian example, uh, yep. and, and and maybe I wonder if it's similar in Iraq. The moment uh, the moment uh, the people have had enough, the moment the people want the country to unite and move forward. Those who, who who profit from the division, in other words, those in power, they will start the rhetoric of th- uh, threats and, and you know, uh, that the other group is trying to harm you. The other group is trying to take more from us. The other group will come and kill us again. Uh, and these kinds of stories uh, to basically keep the people divided. And I, and I don't know if that's uh, similar in Iraq as well. It's similar uh, everywhere in this region especially after the, uh, what's called the Arab Spring, uh, you know, in 2011. Uh, uh, and I, I remember that I've been dis- discussing the, the Arab Spring in front of the minister of uh, the FCL in hmm. the United Kingdom. Uh, because part of, of my life that uh, I start going to London uh, you know, to be part of uh, civil society work and leadership work by doing training to uh, Middle East uh, uh, activists. Mm. So uh, I was attending uh, the start of, of, of the Arab Spring and it was like a, a nice subject to talk uh, about, especially from Brits. And, you know, they like to drink tea during that uh, discussion mm-hmm. and how much it's easy when they are drinking tea and people they are killed in their countries. So mm. he starts talking about Arab Spring, and you know, after after like uh, fifteen minutes or ten minutes, uh, uh, he start taking questions. And of course, uh, I was I was like uh, always the uh, the naughty, if I may say, person. <laughs> why am I not surprised? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I said, why you call it Spring? Why it's spring? Why it's season? So if it's season, that's mean uh, there will be kind of summer, and there will be autumn, and there will be winter. So are you ready for these seasons? So it was no respond with all this big mouth of 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 democracy and other uh, lectures that we've been. Uh, here uh, from Britain, and you know, uh, I remember that my my friend and my uh, my colleague Brian, uh, Professor Brian Bugatti, he said, "Well said, Rasan, but I don't think that will solve the problem." But at least I was I was the voice, maybe not the only voice, but I was I was a voice. I couldn't stay longer for people talking about. Uh, tragedy in countries and they are not helping. Mm. I mean, they spend millions and millions in first aid. Why you are not spending this, these millions to stop feeding the groups? From where do you think these groups getting their weapons? From where they get their ammo? Mm. This is, this is what happens in Syria, Iraq. How do you think ISIS has been created? How it's feeded? 
who helped ISIS to reach out these areas, why they came through other countries by planes, the foreign uh, fighters from Britain, from EU, from Tunisia, from Africa, from everywhere, how they reach out that area, why, why nobody notice that all tickets flights goes to same area. Why nobody noticed the financial support going to some offices and all the financial support, all the financial uh, uh, payments goes to United States first and, you know, uh, and from United States goes to other countries. There's too many whys, but it was invented for a reason. Uh, I, I, ISIS was, you mean? Is I that... ISIS and other and yeah. other groups. Yeah. So sorry, just on that, just on that, just just on the because that's that, that's I guess where we started this segment is uh, because that that's what where my confusion lies. My, the way I understand the the I guess the unfolding or the development of ISIS is that it was a vacuum left behind uh, from the invasion, and now you're almost in a way kind of confirming that by you know indirectly implying that uh the the world should have seen it uh and that it was happening in front of in front of our noses basically uh, why why they, why they saw why they saw abu bakr al-baghdadi abu bakr al-baghdadi vehicles in his first call in mosul and they saw 40 uh, black uh, uh suv hmm. going to mosul and they didn't attack them and they attacked a small fighter in yemen by sending a drones. Why they, for instance, I'm not defending Osama bin Laden, mm, but mm. they attack Osama bin Laden, they found him in Pakistan by following his driver, and mm. from his driver they found the rest. Why they didn't do that from the beginning? Why they are giving us lessons? Our lessons is very expensive. We are, we are you know, a spitting lot. Yeah. Our house is gone. Uh, yeah. Our dignity. Some people, they left their areas and they lived in different areas. And in our culture, there's different perspective. They lost yeah. their dignity. They lost of their house. There's too many questions. There's too many questions. Go to, to the story of Gaddafi. Hmm. What happens to Gaddafi? Who killed him? Why that he was killed in that way? How many countries participated in that? Actually, the, the, the root thing now, some countries, they obviously now, saying they are part of, of, of what happens in, 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 in Libya. Mm. The players. For instance, I will give you another example of, of, of what's going on now. Because the state in Iraq is in danger because of the Iranian and Turkish uh, competition, if I may say. Mm-hmm. It's not just it's not just uh, Saudi Arabia. It's not just Qatar. It's not It's the two countries here now who is like physically have forces. Uh, you know, uh, I didn't see physical forces for Iran. They have hands or, or, or wings, but I saw physical minister of defense in Iraqi border 
and he was attending some of his forces uh, meetings in Iraq. And the reason he is defending his country from PKK. So do you, do you think there's PKK in Libya? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm pro- I'm probably not, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I asked this question. Hmm. Because there is none. So, you know, the country or the world is, is going very fast to draw the new map of the world. So it's like after the end of the second uh, war, world war, hmm. when they start mapping the countries, now they should map the countries. So he who got the feet on the ground, who got the power, he will get more lands. Hmm. So are you saying that, so where is this? So I, I suspect is the Kurdish region that would be the one that's, I guess, contested by, by Turkey probably? Is that what you're suggesting? You know what? You know, the Turkish, you know, this is my estimation. Now. Yeah, of course, that yeah. Kind of. of course, yeah. Uh, I think what's going to happen to the Kurdish region is to be kind of secured by Turkish. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, will, they will not prefer to be under the Iraqi government because they think that there's some issues between the two countries. And they did mm-hmm. referendum before. Uh, it was not successful, but they did it. But now, I think if there will be more movements, they will prefer to have like a Turkish security. Uh, they will feel more secure with Turks. So they will under the protection of, of Turkey. If, 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 if I will be Kurdish, I will do that, by the way. That's uh, interesting. For, yeah. for, 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 for the rest of Sunni, there's a competition between uh, Saudi Arabia, UAE, you know, to have that part of, of, of Sunni area. Uh, of course, Iran will not let anyone to come to Daru, which is uh, the Shia part, which is start from Baghdad and the rest. But Iran is not the only player uh, on, on these areas. Uh, so there will be kind of unstable situation on these areas. And that's what happens in, 19, uh, in two 19, when the demonstration happens, it started from Baghdad to the south. Mm. Not in north, not in Sunni's areas. And the changes happen just in Shia positions. You know, the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's Shia against Shia. So it's revolution against revolution. Shia mm. revolution against the Shia revolution. I'm sure that there's a lot of hands behind uh, these, uh, you know, uh, revolutions, but mm. it's to make it weaker, like what happens when they rule other countries. Yeah, and we will we will see new map for sure soon. Uh, let's expect it a new map in Iraq, and we will see new map in, in maybe in Egypt, in, in Syria, in Libya. And it seems it started. It started. How do you then read, given what you just said, that well, well, Biden when he when he met with Academy in 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 the White House recently, he's announced the, the full U.S. Uh, withdrawal by the end of this year. How do you read that, given what you just said? Uh, he he said change. 
uh, you know, when, when they say change the forces from mm. uh, combating forces. Yeah, to supportive, fighting. supporting, that's right. So combat yeah. troops will withdraw. Yeah, so be a, yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. So what the, the withdrawal is not, is not uh, obvious to the rest of political analysts if it's like uh, the combating forces will go. Yes, but always the, the advisor can be shifted to another fighter because he's already advisor or trainer. He's mm. much better than even the fighter. Mm. Uh, and, and of course, there's some, some, uh, political parties, they are concerned from NATO too, because it's, it's like, uh, another phase of, of collusion. Uh, but it's, it's not like that the collusion has been created against ISIS for sure. Uh, com- comparing between both, but it's, it's a footprint. It's a food. You can you can always use NATO as an excuse to to fly or to uh, fly drones, whatever mm, uh, mm. you know, to do missions. But the, even the war has been changed. Uh, mass, they've been kind of a unit against unit. Uh, the wars now now it's became like a sticks. You know, you are sitting in your house and uh, you fly a drone in Syria. Mm. So you are just watching your security. You are not feeling the pain. It's like it's became like a game. So even the wars has been changed. They use uh, like a Chinook for a faster uh, combating uh, wars. You don't need to drive for two hours, you know, to to have a fight. Mm. You will use that your helicopter. You will have like your uh, good trained forces. They have good uh, uh, equipment. Mm-hmm. And you will, you will win. It's a special forces. So the war has been changed. Even the name of the war has been changed. Uh, and, and in my opinion, even, even, uh, your program, the voice of war, uh, we can hear that there's a huge voice of war, but that the war in, in phrase as, as a name, as a war has been changed a lot. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I tend to agree with that, and and, and uh, I've spoken to some other people about that because that's a, that's that's very true. So, so maybe I'll go to a core question here. But given everything we've just talked about, the current situation, and I do want to, and I'm conscious of the time as well, but I do want to uh, kind of uh, talk a little bit about the future as well. But just before we go there, what what do everyday Iraqis, or from all persuasions, say about the invasion of 2003? Are they what was it worth it in their eyes? Uh, it depends. It depends. I mean, you know, first of all, it's very difficult to get like an answer from each racket about his opinion about what happens. Uh, but it depends on how much he's closer to the current regime, how much benefits and interest he got from the current regime, mm. and how much pain he got uh, from the current regime too, yeah. and how much pain he got from the old regime because the old regime he has uh, too many enemies mm. uh, so he did a lot of uh, crimes uh, reflected badly on our people but after two or three till now now the people now 18 or 19 after two or three who borns in two yeah. or three yeah. uh, till now so he doesn't know about Saddam Hussein he knows just those people. 
So he will start, he will say, don't talk about that. I don't know that party. Tell me what did you do during that period? How much you spend money to build this country? You did nothing. And he compare between Baghdad and Erbil. When he goes to Erbil, it's like a different country. Yeah. It's a clean. Uh, yeah. The highways is very clean. The buildings yeah. is very high. Mm. So why the Kurdish region, and they are part of my country, they are better positioned than Baghdad mm. and, and the rest of Iraq. Why Basra produce 85% of oil and it's like a desert? Yeah, and has why no power. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Why this city is giving the money for oil, including KRG, mm. and they, they are suffering. So there's this, there's too many questions. So I don't think that we should say that what the uh, Iraqis should say uh, about the old regime, because there's some people, uh, you know, they suffered from the old regime. Uh, but in my opinion, currently the people that are suffering more, even if they have modern cars and they have thousands of thousands of dollars, uh, but it doesn't bring happiness to them. Hmm. And they start traveling to, uh, you know, not to mention COVID, but at least they, they start traveling everywhere and in very free way. Uh, during Saddam Hussein, you cannot do that because you have to spend a lot of money to get even passport and nobody accepts uh, Iraqis. Yeah. But currently, because of the financial position of most of Iraqis, people comparing their situation with with old regime uh, situation, yeah. it depends uh, on their on their positions. If they've been close to old regime or uh, far from the old regime, yeah, you made the point, or you said it uh, almost under your breath, that Iraq unfortunately has oil. What what did you mean by that? You would be like, uh, you know, Djibouti, yes? Yeah, yeah. It's a country. Yeah. It's never been in, me in media. Recently, at least recently. And some countries who doesn't have like oil. Because we are a rich, rich country and weak government, even if we will be a strong government, we will be under the screen of others. So because, because of that oil, we've been punished. So uh, uh, the struggle started with 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 the first invasion of 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 Britain to our country, and they discovered the oil, mm. and our disaster started too, because now everybody thinks that they have share of that oil, and people start making more interest of that oil. Shares of our lands has been given to others expecting that there will be oil so everybody will have share. So Iraq got smaller and smaller shrinked yeah. uh, to this size because of the oil. Our, our administration, local one, domestic one, they've been so slow to think much better way to find solution 
not to depend just on oil, at least, because if they will be uh, on oil and close our border, like what happened uh, invaded Kuwait, uh, we stopped selling oil. So the whole country has been suffered under the siege of of Americans, and and people uh, we lost, according to the UN uh, uh, reports, more than five hundred thousand kids. Yeah. Uh, because of that siege, and they've been punishing Saddam Hussein, but they are not punishing Saddam Hussein; they are punishing the people. And uh, so uh, it's because of that oil. If we have another source, the agriculture, um, we have we have many many sources, but we've been badly managing these sources. Yeah. So, what's the future of Iraq look like in your view? So, you've mentioned the redrawing of the maps, which is uh, in itself. Uh, I hope. I hope that. I hope Iraq's still Iraq. Yeah. I, I hope. Uh, this is my answer. Because in my opinion, that uh, uh, I'm, I'm seeing what's going on currently in Afghanistan. Yes. So um, I'm trying to figure out if there will going to be a scenario like Afghanistan and Iraq. They will be a new version of ISIS because they've been talking about always the new versions of ISIS. That's right. If they will create if they will create a new one, you know, with different perspective, because they they found that there's some mistakes ISIS did, mm. and they might, uh, you know, uh, provide solutions for these things and make ISIS rule, and they can smuggle, and they can deal with that ISIS version. Yeah, of course. On a on a more personal note, then what what does the future look like for you? Because currently you're you're pretty close to uh, the government. You're also uh, helping NATO and advising NATO. What does the future look like for Ghassan? Uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm not a fortune teller to to let you know, but we can analyst. Uh, actually, I'm trying to currently to be out of the uh, the politics. I'm thinking now differently. So always I was like advisor to some leaders of government and the governments. Uh, you know, and you know my job is always unpaid because I'm getting payments from different uh, associations and to avoid conflict of interest, uh, I'm not taking salary from the government. Right. Yeah, but recently most of the organizations uh, uh, that I've been working with they left the country. So uh, I, I was hoping to, to have like a, a job with a decent uh, salary, mm. you know, to support my, my family uh, and uh, to continue. But it seems that it's too difficult to get that position because you should be kind of a partisan first or to be, uh, you know, bribe someone if you'd like a position or, or uh, you know, to to promise that you will be part of corruption uh, uh, issue on the future, and the three of those things I cannot do. Uh, mm. 
So I was I was thinking to open my own work as like a, a PR company uh, between London uh, and Iraq and 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 provide private work uh, to uh, clients everywhere, Middle East and Iraq. I will not be uh, that far from politicians, but at least to organize and uh, translate the relationship with 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 government figures. Yeah. So, so between the Iraqi figures and the outside world, is that what you mean? Even locally, Maz, even locally, between mm. two clients from, for instance, from Sunni Shia and, and Kurdish right. two clients. Uh, right, okay. Uh, if, I, if I will have them, I can build that bridge uh, through my work and, you know, uh, make the wheels move yeah. instead of having, like, obstacles on, on wheels. Gassan, I... Very conscious that we've gone past the agreed hour, well and truly past the one hour. Uh, as always, and it's an absolute pleasure speaking with you, uh, I feel a lot of pain for Iraq. I fell in love with Iraq. I fell in love with people of Iraq when I was there, and even though I was there for only a sh- short while, I uh, really empathize with what people of Iraq are going through. Uh, and I take my hat off for people like you who just keep on going. I also got the sense in our conversation that uh, there's a lot of frustration in you. I think you've 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 been at this for a long time. Um, I really wish that uh, wish you that you can still remain your resilience for the sake of Iraq and uh, and its people. Uh, and I wish you all the best of luck. I think uh, you're an, a very very unique person who has very unique skills, uh, and I think Iraq. Uh, can really benefit from those as uh, as can many other places. Uh, so I wish you best of luck, and I really do thank you for giving me so much of your time today. Uh, I know it uh, it's not it hasn't been easy trying to get our connection uh, and everything uh, sorted, uh, but I really do appreciate you giving me so much of your time. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Maz. Uh, I really appreciate uh, uh, the words that uh, comes from you, and actually, I, I really appreciate uh, our uh, old friendship and uh, the continuous of, of the friendship. Uh, and uh, uh, let's hope that what I've been talking about, the new mapping and other issues, is just a dream. Yeah. And it's a bad nightmare, let's say. Yeah. And uh, things get better. Thank you very much, man. Thank you. Thank you very I much. Hope, uh, that successful program for you. Uh, absolutely. And I, and I really do uh, wish you all the best. And I really do hope that we can work together again in the future. Uh, you, you were a fascinating individual and I've uh, learned a lot from you. So until next time we speak, my friend. Thank you very much. I will end it with inshallah. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Voices of War. You can access all episodes on www.thevoicesofwar.com or by subscribing wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And while you're there, please give us a review as we'd love to hear what you think. If you'd like to recommend a guest for the show, you can reach me on info at thevoicesofwar.com.